everyone and welcome to the Foo for Thought podcast episode 73. Yeah, buddy. I am I am your host, Sean, and that cry of yeah, buddy is my wife, Devon. It is. Unfortunately, we do have bad news and that is it is just the two. Oh, it's not bad news. It's yeah. just it's news. Um, it is just me and Devon. Uh, Second wife is not joining us. Yeah, Cyrus unfortunately couldn't make it. He's um, he's actually been arrested for a sex crime. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I, you're right. I shouldn't say that. Um, he uh, he pulled his penis out in a Chipotle, and uh, yeah, he is uh, getting life in prison. <laughs> <laughs> no, he couldn't make it. Um, I don't know what. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he just couldn't make it. That's basically the end of that. Hopefully, we will have him back next episode. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what film we're doing next episode, so it doesn't really matter. Um, so let's jump into a few things up top. Uh, I have the biggest piece of news this episode, and that big piece of news is we now have a Patreon. We have a Patreon! Still unclear on what a Patreon is, but we have a Patreon! Yes, Devin does not, uh, isn't aware of the ins and outs of a Patreon. Yeah, I'm, I'm not hip like the kids these days. No, no, neither am I really. It, it took me <laughs> six months to, to come up with one. Um, yes, we have a Patreon, and we have tier levels at $3, $5, and $7. Basically, depending on the tier level that you register for, it depends on what perks you get. And at the moment, I'm trying to post on there consistently, so I'm posting lots of updates. Um, I'm even posting about... The other day, I posted about a, um, a sale that was on for uh, Kung Fu movies. Uh, just in case, you know, someone wanted to get a deal. And we are putting uh, episodes on there early. So if anyone's checked out the recent um, episode with Sifu Alex Richter, a.k.a. the Kung Fu Genius, our Patreon members or our patrons got that a week early. And we're going to do lots of things like that. Uh, for example, in April, we will be doing a bonus episode on The Batman. And um, I think patrons are going to get that either early or it's going to be patron exclusive. I haven't decided yet. You're uh, also going to hear extra ramblings from us. There are going to be extra ramblings. We're going to do something called Foo for Thought Uncut. Um, we won't be doing it at the end of this episode because there's only two of us. Um, but when we get Cyrus back, we will be doing Foo for Thought Uncut, which is just like an extra half an hour of podcast. So basically when the episode ends, you know, we turn off the recorder and uh, then we just start talking a bunch of random shit for a bit. Yep. And so that's basically that's, right. <laughs> that's basically what you'll get to hear us talking about whatever bullshit comes to mind after we're done recording our episode yeah exactly it's going to be like half an hour of us just <laughs> waffling on about whatever we want and um i think it'll be good i think it'll be a good time um also if you are at the seven dollar tier you actually get to vote on what movie we do um i'm hoping to do that maybe once a month um so i have a plan to do that for what month are we in we're in march we're in march i have a plan to do that for our next month which is april right I think in two weeks it'll be April. Yeah, okay. Unclear. Um, so basically I'm going to... I don't even know what today is. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, we're going to draft up uh, like a four or five movies and then patrons can, uh, can vote. So if you do or if you are interested at all in joining our Patreon, um, we would very, very much appreciate that. Just to clarify, every single penny that goes into Patreon goes into the podcast. So... Um, <laughs> because we're broke bitches <laughs> it's not that we're broke it's just that you know we have to s set aside some pennies to go towards the podcast and right now maybe we'll get some some nicer equipment 
Well, that's the point. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's um, my next plan is to get us nicer microphones. Um, hopefully, we can get ni- uh, nicer microphones. And then, of course, Cyrus's ultimate goal is we want to do video podcasting. Um, so we want to get a camera. Um, we'll probably need a variety of wigs mm-hmm. and uh, masks, masks and makeup. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so if you do have any interest in our Patreon, it is www.patreon.com forward slash get ready wait for it foo for thought <laughs> simple as that um if you're familiar with my instagram you can click the link in the bio and that will also take you to the patreon so if you have any interest in that that'll be awesome um as i'm at the top of the and show thank you for our uh the patrons that we already have that's what i'm about to do you jumped the gun oh. no good 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 i appreciate that you're you're a great podcast producer um so Ooh, I'm, I'm a producer um i'd say you're a producer oh yeah you are today <laughs> <laughs> not every other time oh yeah you're, you're only a producer because you just said what you said oh yeah so i'm gonna uh, one of the perks it's not much of a perk but one of the one of the things that we promise when you sign up to patreon is that we will give you a shout out at the top of every episode so thank you to our current patrons and that is jack chu what are you doing there we go better do you want to explain what you just did I fixed your hair. It was bugging the shit out of me. You had this random weird piece of uh, bit of hair falling over your forehead away from the rest of it, and I did not like it. You know what? What? You're not a producer anymore. (laughs) I take that back. You take away my credit. (laughs) You're a hair and makeup person now. (laughs) Anyway, our patrons, thank you to Jack Chu. Thank you, Art School Dropouts. Thank you, Eloquent. Thank you, James Glennie. Thank you, Don Jitsu. Thank you, It's Topher 9000. Thank you, Sky Verval, and thank you, Benjamin, a.k.a. Gandolfini the Grey. Um, so, yeah, come along, join the party, see what I post. Woo-woo. Maybe I'll post some wild, wacky stuff. Maybe, you know, I'll post my butt crack or something. <laughs> I promise I won't. Um, all right, so let's get into what we've seen and what we've done. Not, we haven't seen much. Not really. I mean, the most obvious thing that we've seen is the Batman. Right, which was uh, thebomb.com. Um yeah, I have no problem Look, going back to see that again. I'm just saying, if there is a better movie than The Batman in 2022, that movie is going to have to be fucking good <laughs> because The Batman is phenomenal. Like, beyond... And I, I know this is a lot of hyperbole. Not even hyperbole, but I know this is a lot of, like, there's a lot of exaggeration out there and everyone's saying, oh, it's, oh, it's the greatest Batman ever and Robert Pattinson's the greatest Batman ever. They're right. Yeah, uh, I, it was I, great. I don't care. There's a lot of people also saying, well, that's bullshit. You're just blowing up like you did with The Dark Knight. And I understand that. A lot of people did blow up The Dark Knight. Rightfully so, though. It was a very, very good film. But comparing Patterson... Is it Patterson? Pattinson. 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 Robert Pattinson. Comparing Pattinson to Christian Bale, it's fucking apples and oranges. I, yeah. think, I think Pattinson is phenomenal compared to Bale. Yeah. I like Bale. I think he's good. Uh, is that a child screaming? It is. Sorry, that sounded in my earphones. That sounded really spooky, like oh, really? we were haunted. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I apologize for that. That was. It's a, a beautiful day yes. today, and we were sitting in our apartment, and we have our windows open. Yes, so you may hear some children some screaming. Some random noises from outside yeah. our apartment. Maybe some birds. Um, maybe a wolf howling in the distance. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the Batman is just a fantastic film. Uh, I gave it five stars. I think you gave it five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everything about it, it's it's more like seven than it is 
Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. It's gloomy. It's yeah, grim. Yeah, they take on the Riddler. Yeah. Riddler is so fucking good. I I think Paul Dano should be getting just, not not as much, but nearly as much recognition as Heath Ledger. Hmm. I think Dano was phenomenal in it. Yeah. I've said phenomenal like six times. I'm always using the word phenomenal. I guess it applies. Who do I think it's I am? Phenomenal. LL Cool J. <laughs> oh, that's phenomenon. phenomenon. Something like a phenomenon. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. The Batman. Great. Um, I'm hoping there's... Well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that Matt Reeves has signed on to a sequel already. He's already said that he wants to do a trilogy. Um, and I can't wait. I just... I can't wait to see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just to let everyone know, we are going to be doing a bonus episode on the Batman. And that's when it hits HBO Max. And that is, I believe, April 19th. Cool. So, right around the corner. Um, that's really the big film that we watched. We watched West Side Story. <laughs> God. Yes. Uh, you're you're not a musical I'm, guy. I try to be. I yeah. try to be so hard, and I am just not a musical person. I enjoyed it. Um, I'd never seen it uh, before. Never seen the uh, original one um, from like what is it, the fifties or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, I enjoyed the music. I but I like musicals. I thought it was fine. I thought it was enjoyable. I thought it was beautiful to look at. I I tell you what, Spielberg directed the shit out of it. It yeah. was stunning to look at, and yeah. some of the shots he gets, just I don't know how he gets them. Yeah, like, still not my fave musical, but I, I thought no, it was enjoyable. No, I didn't like the music. I felt I felt the same about West Side Story as I did about In the Heights. Oh. it just none of it connected for me. I would watch West. I would watch West Side Story over the Heights. You know what the best musical is? What South Park, bigger, longer, uncut. <laughs> That's the best musical. <laughs> a lot of the music in that is great. Yeah, oh my, the songs in that are fucking <laughs> awesome. Really, really good. Um, I no, I, I like the occasional musical. I love Hamilton. I mean, Hamilton's amazing. Uh, but I mean, who doesn't like Hamilton? Um, but yeah, West Side Story just didn't sit with me. It's okay. Yeah. Um, is that about it? I feel like we yeah. Yeah, uh, I did. It's only new things. I went on a little John Woo journey recently. Um, so we watched uh, Hard Boiled for the uh, podcast, as you know, or hopefully most of you know. And uh, recently I watched The Killer, and I will stand by saying that The Killer is much better than Hard Boiled. And really? I know, oh, yeah. I know that's a controversial opinion. A lot of people uh, I put that on Twitter, and a few people were upset at me. Uh, the Killer is so much better. It's such... It's just the plot's better maybe the action isn't as good but that final sh- uh, shootout in the church it's pretty pretty beautiful but there is a film that is better than Harboiled and the killer um not because of action i will say it's not as good action wise but there is a film called bullet in the head which i've never seen before that film is f- unbelievable uh, just the plot itself and the characters just i won't spoil anything for anyone that hasn't seen it um but it, it spans like a large amount of time and basically it's about three three or four guys. I can I think it's three mainly who are just going on this crazy journey together and uh, there's lots of shootouts and there's lots of drama and bullet in the head, if you have not seen it, yeah, get your eyes wrapped around it. It's good. Yeah. I think even you'd like it. Um, yeah, I think you would like it. It's not a film we're going to do for the podcast, but I think you'd like it. Hmm. 
Yeah, so I went on a on a little John Woo run, and I'm going to continue with John Woo films. Oh, I watched Better Tomorrow as well. Um, that one I don't love as much. A lot of people talk about A Better Tomorrow, and I thought it was okay. I, I definitely didn't love it. Um, I do look forward to watching the sequel. Um, what else? Oh, well, I've got a story. <laughs> okay. I've got a story to tell. You're already uh, clued in on this story. Oh, is this... Is this what I think it is? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, um, recently, uh, not recently, but for a while now, me and Devin have been a member of a gym, a local gym. And we try and go there three times a week. And um, I'm... Gets, I'm our, gets our workout on. Gets our workout on. And I'm a larger gentleman, I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm not I'm not spelt. And um, I, I, I don't like to do, like, uh, you know, I'm not very fit. I'll just put it that way. And I like to do just 30 minutes, 45 minutes on the elliptical. That's it. The elliptical's my friend. And uh, recently, I've been having a bit of an issue with the elliptical. And I'm not sure what's causing it. But long story short, when I use the elliptical, I get a pain in the old peen. <laughs> um... It's, I don't know what, I, like I said, I don't know what's causing it. I don't know if it, whether it's rubbing or chafing or, I don't want to be too graphic, but maybe some kind of slapping going on. <laughs> like some kind of flesh on flesh that's causing it. But needless, flesh on fabric. Flesh on fabric. I don't know what it is, but needless to say, at the end of, of my elliptical session, I've been in considerable pain. And I have not been enjoying my session at the gym at all. And um, yeah, not, not fun. It's been hurting quite a bit and actually i think twice i had to stop and and like stop stop halfway through so i had a bit of a uh a light bulb ding at the top I thought of my head i had this light bulb was it your idea i thought it was my idea or was it your i don't remember it may have been your idea either way one of us had an idea and the idea was something i never ever thought i would uh come across or try ever I swear. It's oh, yeah. I think it was mine. I think okay. it was my idea. You went with something else, and then I suggested. Oh, oh well, let's let's go through the evolution. Okay. I suggested a cup. Yeah. That I wear a cup to the gym. Uh, maybe not the most... Uh, maybe not the most obvious solution, but I thought, you know, if I wear a cup, it's going to keep things contained, and everything's going to be all right. And then I thought, mm-hmm. why not a jock strap? Look. I don't even think... I'm pretty sure we don't have jockstraps in the UK. <laughs> I've never... Growing up, I never came across a jockstrap. It was only in America where I... Yeah, like, and it's not like them. I had ever seen one, but I knew of them, and I knew that a bunch of, like, like sports yes. uh, gentlemen Wrestling, wore them. right? I don't know. Oh, if Cyrus was a... I bet Cyrus has worn a jockstrap. But strap. I was... But, you know, I, I was... You know, I had a vague... I have a, a vague idea of of their purpose. Yes, they're a they're a satchel for your for your satchel, right? right? <laughs> so I went online. I went on Amazon.com, a small little website, mom mom and pop mom website, and, pop shop, yeah. and um, I did a quick search for jock straps. And I'll be honest, I found the cheapest one. <laughs> so I don't I don't think I was going for full comfort, but I went for the cheapest one, and it was very very cheap, maybe like twelve bucks. And this jock strap arrived. I tell you what. It's an interesting looking little contraption. It's, it, yeah. You, firstly, getting into it is like a trap on saw. <laughs> it's there's there's dangers, there's perils. You can put your foot in the wrong place and end up with some kind of like 
entanglement in elastic. But uh, I slipped it on. And um, firstly, I will say the pouch does the job. It keeps your boys all tucked in. Your boys and your boy. You know what Don't I'm saying? Move. They do not do move. Do not move. They are <laughs> locked up in prison and nothing's happening. It's basically putting your cock and balls in a straight jacket. Simple as that. And it's round the back where it gets strange. Yeah. Your booty butt cheeks are out. Fully out. Um, if anyone isn't aware of what Jockstrap Strap does, it, like, there's no... There's it's a pouch for your junk and then there the, are straps under yeah. your ass cheeks there's no material at the back covering your butt so it's it's fully out in the open it's a full moon tonight you know what i'm saying and it's it's an interesting sensation because your front is all materialed up your, your front is a is a material girl and this is a material world the back all out all out Every, everyone can see i mean if if you had no pants on but it's it's out to see um, so I went to the gym, I, I donned my jock strap and went to the gym and tell you something, it worked an absolute treat. <laughs> it worked an absolute treat, but there are hazards to wearing it. So when you're working out, of course, one of the things that happens when you work out is you build up a sweat. Well, having less, having no boxer or brief or undergarment. And I wondered about that. So, and I would, and I, so I would like if, if any of our listeners, uh, uh, are familiar with this contraption and use it, do you put on, uh, underwear over your, over your drop strap? Do you Correct. wear yes. like boxers or, you know, your thunder pants or whatever yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. over your drop strap? If there Sean are, did not. I did not. And, and I feel like I may have goofed because, I feel like boxers will, and I don't mean to be gross, but it is a bit gross, but boxers may like soak up the sweat on your butt cheeks a little bit. But then what did you think they were doing before you got the jockstrap? You were still wearing your your boxer briefs. Yeah, I know. I, did, I got confused. I got, <laughs> I got confused. I thought that the jockstrap was the answer to all my problems and I just rocked it. Um, so when you, your butt's out and there's sweating going on, it's, it's quite, it's quite perilous. Um, <laughs> so that was an interesting journey that I went on and you know I'm not going to lie. I'm a fan. I'll be wearing it, um, in the future. But if anyone would like to tell me, should I be wearing boxes over it or a boxes overkill? Because then you're putting too many layers on because when you, I tell you what, gents, when you take that drug strap off and you take the pouch off the front, oh baby. It is like the Louisiana swamps <laughs> down there. It is. It is not a, not a good look, as the kids say. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty grim. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's my jock strap journey. Um, I plan to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, my, some mild chafing. Some of the elastic chafes. I'm going way too much into detail. Anyway, that was jock not, strap. Jock straps. Thumbs up. Good time. Good time. Yes. Um, should we jump into the film? Yeah, sure. All right. This week we are discussing 2017's Jailbreak, um, which is a Cambodian martial arts film, which you can find on Netflix. Hopefully everyone's watched that. Uh, if not recently, then maybe in the past. Uh, I watched it when it first hit Netflix, and then we watched it again literally a few hours ago. Yep. So uh, the film is directed by relatively unknown guy, I think, Jimmy Henderson. Um not Jim Henderson from The Muppets. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Henderson. It's starring Jean-Paul Lee, Celine Tran, Dara Auer, and Tharoff Sam. 
That's what I'm going for. Uh, Action by Jean-Paul Lee and Dara Auer. And if you're not familiar with Jean-Paul Lee, he's um, he's basically a stuntman uh, and action choreographer. He has worked on The Batman, uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Fast and Furious 9, Hobbs and Shaw, and Doctor Strange. So he's worked on a bunch of action um, films, or like action adventure films. And um, this... This may have been his first starring role, as far as I know. He's in another film called Night Shooters. If anyone can get their hands on Night Shooters, it's really fucking good. It's mostly like this kind of uh, like crime comedy, but then Jean-Paul Lee has like two amazing fight sequences in it. Um, so he's, he's the main lead in this. Um, he is a French gentleman, and he speaks French in this film, while a lot of other people speak... Um, did you see what language they spoke? No. Take a swing at this. K-H-M-E-R. K-H-M-E-R. How'd you pronounce that? Khmer? Yeah. Difficult, right? Yeah. That's what they speak. I just... I'm tempted to speak with Cambodian. Stick with Cambodian, but I think it might be offensive. Yeah, I was wondering about that, too. How much do you think the budget was for this film? Uh, I'm going to say... Mm-hmm. 800,000. That's not a bad shout. It was actually 260,000. Seriously? Yeah, it's very low. Christ. The, the budget for this film is very, very low. Sorry, I'm just going to have a sip of my drink. Refreshing? You're meant to talk when I do that. Oh, my bad. I didn't yeah. have anything to say. I'm sorry. Yes, uh, that's incredibly low. Yeah. Um, so... They had um, 75 extras on set, mm-hmm. and none of the extras knew how to fight. So Jean-Paul Lee had to train them for six weeks on how to fight. And they were doing six-hour days on the weekend on how to fight. So none of those extras knew how to scrap. <laughs> so it was an interesting production, you know, really low budget. Apparently, it was very warm as well when they were shooting, which you can actually see a lot of people sweating in this film. Oh, yeah. Um, the actor that plays Bolo, who is the head of the gang yeah. in the prison gang, uh, he's a Cambodian prince in real life. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's some weird shit about this film. And the main villain in this film, which is a lady called Celine Tran, um, she is a porn actress and is a longtime porn actress. She has starred in 400 pornos. Oh my God. Between 2001 and 2013. That's 33 pornos a year. I'm going to give you some names of the porno she's been in. Oh dear. Okay. Are you ready? I guess. I'm going to start. Um, I'm going to start gentle, and then they're going to get progressively worse. How many are you naming? Four. Mm, all right. Tight and Asian three. Okay. <laughs> you sure you want to do it? Yeah. Dripping wet pink four. Gross. Up the dirt track. Ew. And this last one, I'm not kidding, is the worst name of a porno I've ever come across in my entire life. It's just called, I don't even want to say this, but I'm going to. Cum shitters. Gross. (laughs) No, thank you. What a disgusting name for a porno. No, thank you. I mean, I get the idea. I'm pretty sure I know what goes on in that porno, but cum shitters. No, thank you. Okay. Anyway. 
that would have been a better conversation if Cyrus was here, I think. But, yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, I still wanted you to know anyway. <laughs> thank you for thank you for sharing that you tidbit now have, of information. You now know that something exists called yeah. cum shitters. Gross. Blech. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the... Oh, 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 opinions. Opinions. I've got an annoying hair on my microphone. And I... There it is. You fucker. It's the, <laughs> it's the consequences of having a beard and having long hair. Hair everywhere. Hair everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's a porno I've been in called Hair Everywhere. <laughs> um, what did you think? Of? Oh, am I going first? I want you to go first. Really? Yes. All right. I'll go first. I think Jailbreak is good. I think it's a good film with many problems. Um, I think the action in it is, for the most part, I will not say this is 100% true, but I will say the action, for the most part, is terrific. Very, very good. And I think there's enough action in the film to counterbalance the rough moments in the film. Some of the rough moments include a character who is very... goofy very silly there's a character called playboy and he's very over the top and uh, he doesn't quite fit for the film and admittedly there are obviously a few um action beats in this film with characters that simply cannot fight Mm -hmm. um unfortunately once you've got a cambodian prince in your film i assume you have to give him an action sequence not a great idea because he's fucking terrible in this film although i will say considering celine tran is more related to to the adult industry she puts in work in this film she doesn't do a terrible job she doesn't do a great job but she does fine um but some people in this film were not up to scratch and it's quite obvious but when the real people who can fight in this film are demonstrating their skills, honestly, some top-tier fight scenes, some really, really, really good stuff. It's short. It's an, it's literally 90 minutes long, so you're going to get, you know, a, f- a fair chunk of that is action, so I, I think it's safe to say that this film's good. Um, I'd even, I, Joe, I'd even go as far as to say it's better than good. I wouldn't say it's fantastic. Basically, long story short, they took the... Um, they took the concept of the raid and basically made a Cambodian version of the raid. It's a bunch of people stuck in one location beating the shit out of each other. And it is good. It's not great. It is good to uh, slightly above good. Now, what do you think? You're going to say it's dog shit, right? I'm not going to say it's dog shit. It's not dog shit. I, I have a lower opinion of it than you do. Okay. Would you even say it's good? Meh. Really? It's all right. I mean, okay. it's there. I would never watch this again. And yeah, everything that you said, I I 100% agree on that. When you told me that, yeah, every all of the extras a- extras had no fighting experience. You it 100% made sense because other than like you said, the main characters who clearly fight, everyone else looks terrible. Even the extras, you'd say. I mean, some uh, most of them. Some of the and, and like the prince guy. Yeah, oh, he's awful. Yeah, he's awful. He's awful. And then yeah, I'll, and some of the. Some of the throws or some of the the, the moves, mm. I just it looked just sloppy and gr- and not very good. Yeah. Um. And yeah, like you said, it's and I my final thought for this movie is just this is the poor man's the raid. Yeah. Okay. You know. Um. It's not nearly. I. You know. It's very similar, but not nearly as good. And I think they made some very goofy choices, like Playboy, like the butterflies, 
like oh jesus yeah and and um yeah and i was just like not a it's fine i i had no problem watching it but i would not watch it again okay um i don't think i'd watch it anytime soon again um i think i'm happy with leaving it for like a few years before i watched it i will say however that the first time i watched this film i disliked it more than when i watched it this time around oh really yeah i really didn't like it that much other than a few fight scenes um but uh yeah so if we if we jump into the film um yeah i thought it was blah like like Hmm. i for the raid there was more i feel like there was a lot more tension 100 yeah absolutely. and so yeah so this just came off as boring is the raid the raid is lightning in a bottle right it's yeah. it's it captures it's this amazing 90 is it 90 minutes I, I don't know it's this amazing film that just it hits all the spots right yeah it's just the raid is i don't think anyone can copy it correctly because it's it's too good it's got too much like it's so well directed and the performances are great yep. and the fight scenes are stunning and it's a simple concept executed perfectly yep. and i don't think many films can copy that yeah. i hate to and say this it this is a very simple concept but yet they threw unnecessary shit in it yeah i and think made in which which yeah and there was i felt like even though you know these guys were stuck in this prison i didn't feel any tension in this movie at all there's no tension exactly no and yeah so, no tension. It, so yeah so I, there was no investment no i i'm with you there in terms of in fact i go as far as to say this a lot of the film is just these guys walking between cells yep walking between cells and fighting and i'm pretty sure it's the same corridor over and over again oh, that they're using is. that they're just changing the of background right of course it is. yeah th- you can some at uh, some points in this film you can really tell that they've got no budget which i won't say you know i, I won't say it's a to detriment of the film because they obviously had no budget and they're doing the most they can with the budget and that's fine oh, that's yeah. good I don't have a problem with that but at all. sometimes it's unfortunate when you can't do more more flashy thing not even flashy but you can't flesh out your film as much as you'd like because if this film was had a budget of two million it probably would have been way better or they would have made a more ridiculous choices they just would have had money to put into it it. could have been much better like i mean yeah i mean if they had taken out the butterflies and maybe focused more on character development maybe well, it would have been better the film opens with talking about a gang called the butterflies do you want to tell oh us what the God. butterflies so, are yeah so it starts off it starts off with this like it's like this newscast where this crime boss called playboy um has been convicted of like money laundering and kidnapping and murder and he runs this gang called the butterflies but uh but then he he uh to get himself out of trouble, he confesses that he's not really the leader of the gang. He's he's more like you know a face of it, you know, like a like a front, like someone, um, and that the real leader is someone else. But what killed yeah. me about that scene and Sean, like I instantly had him pause and I and I have you wrote uh, an essay, right? I did a lot of writing and basically so yeah. And what I, what killed me with that scene was, I guess he was coming out of like a police station or a courthouse or something, and there are all these people like this crowd around and these (laughs) ladies and they're screaming playboy playboy and they have these signs like i love you playboy and i was just like what the fuck is going on this dude's a criminal this dude's a crime boss and these people these apparently these fans are treating him like he's a member of the fucking backstreet boys it didn't make any sense you fucked up there though what 
because you've seen exactly the same instance of that in something else and it's not bothered you at all in what narcos the people love Pablo Escobar that's different no they had signs they they loved him however but but in narcos what Escobar was doing he was building like churches and giving money to citizens this guy did it didn't say that though and then (laughs) they didn't have like and then it wasn't it was literally like it was like young like ladies it was young ladies and he comes out like throwing up peace signs and like shaking his ass and doing dances and stuff it was ridiculous yeah it it really was it was like he was yeah part of a boy band or something like that i did and i that's why i was so confused and you know the subtitles are going and it's talking about all these crimes and stuff that he's being accused of but yet there are there are ladies with signs like i love you playboy and i'm like why and then the fact that his name is playboy gross yeah i can't i can't comment on that yeah yeah he got a ridiculous name it really did yeah um so he's he's the alleged head of the butterflies which he isn't but can you tell us what the butterflies are the butterflies are basically these uh just it's a criminal organization made up of nothing but ladies and and the real boss of it is a lady whose name i can't recall uh, I don't think she's given a name throughout the entire thing. Um, oh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe yeah. that's why. That's but, yeah. Celine Tran. That's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, uh, and so all of them are ladies. And so when it's revealed, so when she finds out that this guy, you know, to save his own ass and to stay out of prison, he's going to give the police, you know, give her up. Then she sends her lady assassins to try to kill him. And of course, they're all like the first one who pops up the one so you know so oh so okay so and then the police the police are assigned to escort him uh uh playboy to prison and so on the way to prison you know there's this like setup or like ambush where uh um celine tran and her and her butterflies are trying to kill him and of course they're all like dressed like in like leather pants and like bustiers there, there is and a sniper in this wearing a leather bustier yep she's wearing leather pants a leather bustier leather jacket with like a sniper rifle and all of them look like that high heels and all this other shit and i was just like gross it's not very tactical is no it? it's not very tactical at all no. and yeah so i was just like Mm-mm, this is i don't you know i i can appreciate all ladies but they're dressed like extras in like a music video or some shit like that my first note for this because at the beginning they talk about the butterflies but they don't reveal that all the butterflies are women my first note is just the crypts the bloods and the butterflies (laughs) because i i thought it was going to be blokes but there are no blokes in the butterflies um and also at one point and this sounds quite mean but i'm not trying to be mean because it's obviously the truth it's honestly the truth so you get in this kind of like um not flashback but like this montage of like crimes going down and stuff and and one guy is talking in the background he says they're the butterflies they're the deadliest group of women blah 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 and then he says they me they they're, they're so beautiful and when he says they're so beautiful in the background not even the background in the foreground is a very ugly woman dancing and that's all you see on screen when he says they may be beautiful or they're beautiful oh and it's just like they picked the wrong actress for this moment and i but i also they also said a thing where and they how they could also be anyone because remember one Not of them her. it wasn't right her, the so, cleaner uh, yeah so one of her you know the cleaner so technically is 
that person could be considered a butterfly. Maybe they're maybe uh, different types of ladies serve different purposes, like the old lady, the cleaning lady who you know got into that person's computer. No, I know. I think you're right. But when he says they're beautiful, oh, it's just at when that he moment, said that. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, do she not was show like, the right yeah, person. They were in like a nightclub, and it was yes. just like bigger, this bigger girl. <laughs> it yeah. was nothing wrong with bigger people. Yeah, just this lady happened to be slightly unattractive right. or very unattractive. Um, so yes, as as Devin said, they basically uh, go to go to kill playboy on his way to prison um there's a twist in the tale where the police van that's meant to be carrying playboy isn't it's just really, a decoy it's a decoy that's right and they're carrying him in a an ice, ice truck. truck yeah uh then starts this weird like it's not a joke that carries on through the whole film but it pops up now and again and it's the ridiculous joke of playboy needing to take a piss right and no one letting him and, and then no one you know him. and then all the shit goes down in in the prison so he can't and yeah and this joke only pops up a few times and they, it doesn't have any kind of ending like he doesn't pee himself at any point it's just a very weird joke and it sucks and yeah mm-hmm. it just doesn't work at all um then they get into the prison uh, sorry they don't get into the prison we uh we get a scene where some of the butterflies go into the prison and go in to talk to bolo bolo's the head of like a prison gang right and basically they need to tell bolo hey you need to take out playboy yeah. right yeah um did you see the sign on the wall when they walked in did you see the prison rules no no prison rules were fine it was like mostly like no touching no no exchanging of items there was one that says no sex do you know what one of the rules was? What? No miniskirts. <laughs> that was one of the prison rules. So when you're a lady visiting your man oh, well, then, in prison. Yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense. You're allowed to wear miniskirts in America though, right? I don't know. If I was in prison, I reckon you'd be able to wear a miniskirt. I have no idea. Oh, they're fashion rules. That's interesting. I want to look into that. But, the, but, uh, but I can understand why. Why? Why? Go on. I think what is just so it's just like why they tried to uh, uh, rape that female officer It's a prison full of dudes all by themselves. And then, you know, and so uh, when a a woman comes to visit, just, you know, so to to prevent like causing a commotion. You think even in the like a visiting room or Mm -hmm. you're going to cause a commotion? Mm hmm. Okay. Never know. I don't see nothing wrong with that. If I was a prison warden, I'd, I'd be all for that. Um, oh, actually, it came up in one of the, uh, recent uh, one of the episodes of Power. Ghost was in prison, and when his wife Tasha had to visit, her friend told her because usually Tasha, she's very she likes to show cleavage, and her friend told her that you know to be careful and to cover cover up her boobs when she goes to visit her husband in prison. If anyone didn't understand a word of what Devin says, that's okay because I don't either. She's been watching the the show Power yes, uh, recently on stars. on stars. No one has stars uh, apart from us. We're the only people in the world that <laughs> has the Stars Network. So it's um, still a thing, or or maybe it's not a maybe it's not an official rule here, but I think it's a it's it's uh it's um an unspoken one. Okay. Anyway, Power is Fifty Cent's show. If no one's aware of it, he produces it, right? Or he's an executive producer or something yeah. like that. I'm sure it's, it's his idea or something. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so they sit down, right, with Bolo. Oh, can I just say that when the ladies, you know, were in the line, you know, uh, yeah. when they were like checking in, I guess, to to uh, to visit Bolo, there was a guy in line behind them and he was carrying a chicken. 
Well, she really yes. <laughs> I don't know how you know that. And I made a note of it because I was just like, why is someone bringing a chicken to prison? That's really funny. Right? I don't know why that's so he funny. Was, but he had is. a chicken in his arms. It was flapping its wings and everything. No miniskirts, but you can take you can chickens. bring in a chicken. Apparently, mm. don't know why. Interesting. Anyway, so these two girls from the butterflies gang. I keep saying butterflies. I'm not pronouncing butterflies. my t's. Butterflies gang. <laughs> they sit down with Bolo, and um, the most ridiculous scene happens. Uh, yeah, it was frustrating. So w- one of the girls. She decides to distract a, a, a prison guard that's, like, overseeing the, the visits. So she slips her foot out of her shoe and pulls her skirt up. Just shows him a bit of leg, right? Yeah. That's basically what he does. Yeah. She does. And then uh, the other girl slips Bolo a pill and basically says the pill will make it look like you're sick or you're ill so he'll get out of his cell and then he can cause all types of hell. Right. That's the worst prison guard in the world. <laughs> if some girl, some woman, it, like uncovers her leg and starts flashing it at me, if I'm a prison guard, I'm going to go, something's up. Some yeah. weird shit's about to go down. Right. Because why is this woman like shaking her tootsies at me? Right. He's the worst. I mean... I'd say all of those guards were terrible. <laughs> yeah. And he bites his lip like he's like being totally seduced. Right. He's like, Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, no, I've just lost my notes. So, yeah, so after that, so Bolo gets the pill um, that night, you know, after... Uh, I think that's an homage to Enter the Dragon that he's called Bolo. I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. But like, so Playboy, he's in the prison now and, you know, they're putting his cell and so Bolo takes... Wickham on Amazon Music. What the fuck? Alexa, stop. Alexa just went crazy. She had she said Assalamualaikum. That's weird. Anyway. Um Bolo takes the <laughs> pill and you know it makes him it like fakes a seizure or it does or you know, he starts foaming at the mouth and everything. So the guards come and they try to, you know, they drag him out to take him to the infirmary and you know, it's a trick. And yeah, he's not really sick, and so he kills guards and Before gets their keys. Before that happens, though, we are introduced to our heroes. Oh, right, right, right. We should introduce our heroes. Yeah, so we're introduced to them first in like an MMA gym where they're fighting. Two guys are fighting, and Jean-Paul Lee comes in. And he's like, what style is this? And he tells him his style. I wish I could remember. I, I wish I Yeah, I like, a, com- it like a Cambodian martial art. Martial art. Yeah, and... Uh, then we get introduced to all the individuals. So there's Jean-Paul Lee. There's a guy who, um, basically, there's a guy who's kind of on par with Jean-Paul Lee in the rest of the film, who's a Cambodian cop. Then there's the lady cop. Mm-hmm. There's the only lady cop in the entire film. Um, then there's a guy with long hair that looks like uh, Mad Dog from The Raid. And that's about it. Yeah. We, we go in with four of those, uh, four of them. And basically, the whole point is, why are they going into the prison? I don't know why they have to go into the prison. I would have just, to you know... To his cell? I guess. But I'm mm. just like, once he pulls up, I would have just handed him off to the prison guard and be like, job done. <laughs> and leave. Yeah. But they escort him right to his cell. And, and you know... As they're going into the prison, they have to give up their weapons. Um, so they have right. to give up their guns. Although they're conveniently allowed to keep their nightsticks. Well, um, yeah, and the regular, I think the regular guards have nightsticks, too. Yeah, so those, true. But yeah, so they have to give up their, and their cell phones. And their cell phones. And a guy behind the counter, when she, when the girl cop, lady cop, hands in her phone, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put in, I'm gonna get your phone and put in my number so later on we can get married. 
She hits him with the with the line. Yeah. You're already married to your hand. Yeah. Booyah. Absolutely fucking churns him up with that one. That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good line. Yeah. Um, so, yes, as, as Devin just said, uh, Bolo takes the pill. Oh, Jesus. I forgot. See, it's moments like this that slightly ruin the film. So, the cops are walking through the prison, and they come across... Fucking hell. They come across... Cloth. They come across cell six six six. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh no, no. And in cell six 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 lies a guy called the cannibal. Yeah, I didn't care. I didn't like the cannibal. I did not care for the so cannibal. So the first shot we see, you know, they have these, you know, little like, you know, window Windows. like metal like slats in the door, and one of the the police officers open it and. You know, up pops this dude, and he's just all salivating and growling, or whatever it is the fuck that he's doing. And they reveal that he's a cannibal, and that he eats like he's eaten like eighteen people or something like that. And I was just like, mm. and they say, oh, and then when he gets re- during the prison like riot, when he gets released, everything that he was in, every scene, I was just like, ugh, yeah, he's terrible, ugh, he's terrible. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a Cambodian prince as well. <laughs> Um, but the worst thing is they take that so far. Firstly, right, when you see the 666 cell door, for some reason, the little slat in the middle has, like, blood uh, oh, yeah, stains that too. coming, yeah. like, down it. Yeah. Um, and then we see him and he's, like, growling inside. Then they're like, he's he's killed and uh, eaten 18 people. Then to make it one step worse, they go, his favorite body part is the ears. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, come on fucking hell like, oh there's a worse mo there's a worse moment where they reveal something else about him later during like a fight that made me laugh but it's awful Ugh. it made me laugh because it was so shit right we'll get so, to that later yeah it was so stupid but and i was just stupid. like i i hate this character even more yeah the cannibal is like terrible i get what they're trying to do with him they're trying to make this unstoppable invincible guy that won't go down easy but, but he's Terrible. They did not do it well. Instead of making yeah. him like scary or intimidating, I was just like, "This is stupid." Yeah, very stupid. Um, so yes, uh, Bolo takes his pill and he starts convulsing or, or faking convulsing convulsions, yeah. and he gets taken out of the cell. Right. They try to take him to the infirmary. Then we get the first action beat in the film. We get the first like proper action scene, and it's so fucking funny because if anyone would watch the first action scene. And with with the thought that hey, this oh, is oh you're talking about when but with Bolo and the guards yeah oh that was awful it's awful that was awful it's so bad that like snap that supposed snap oh, of the neck God. was terrible right. we've all seen Steven Seagal films and we've all seen like classic eighties films where people get their necks snapped where it's like they grab the chin and then they like snap they twist the head this one is so laughable he like moves his chin an inch to the right and like his, his neck gets snapped somehow yeah it's terrible it was awful um yeah him when he killed those two guards looked terrible you honestly if anyone was watching this film and would go oh great i'm about to get the taste of action to see what this film is like i wouldn't be surprised if anyone went well, i'm turning this off because that was <laughs> shite but if you just wait five more minutes <laughs> There are better ones. Basically, Bolo starts freeing people from their prison cells. And we get a moment. It's very random. It's very strange. It's not really necessary, but it it makes way for a fight scene. Jean-Paul Lee, who, by the way, in this film is called Jean-Paul Lee. So that's why I'm calling him Jean-Paul Lee. 
um, he says, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And he just goes in there to splash some water on his face, which is so fucking random and weird. No, it's because, remember, that uh, prisoner spit in his face. So I think that's why. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, You're that prisoner spit right. in his face. Oh, of course. Oh, that's not random at all. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, so that's why he went to the bathroom so he goes to, to the bathroom. Yes, a prisoner spits in his face. So he goes to the bathroom to wipe it off and splash some water on his face. And of course people have escaped from their cells and about five people walk into the cell five prisoners five prisoners and i don't care what anyone says that fucking fight is flames were you not a fan of that fight? no i like that fight yeah jean paul lee's got some fucking boots on him yeah, it he is, is kicking it's great yeah no, and i thought that was a great fight scene that's a very interesting thing about this film jean paul lee choreographed the um the fight scene with dara hour i don't know much about him um other than he's Cambodian. And Jean-Paul Lee, he, he doesn't use the same style that the Raid. I know Raid use, uses silats, which obviously uh, Cambodian people don't necessarily do. But what, I, what I'm trying to say is he doesn't really use the same... I'm not talking about the same exact martial arts style. I'm talking about he doesn't even use the exact same style of, of action. He's, he uses a lot of kicks. And not flashy kicks. Like, just straight yeah, no. up, like old school boot work and it's great it's really really good um I, I love some of the stuff he does he does some more flashier stuff later on but i just loved it that that first fight scene and he gets his nightstick out and yeah. he starts throwing down honestly it's if you can get to that point i mean the first bit of the film, first part of the film isn't too bad but if you can get to that first fight it's well worth it because you're just like okay this is a sign of what's to come yeah and it's it's fantastic there are some silly moments he does kick a guy and he gets his ass stuck in a ladder yeah bit daft yeah um but it lasts about five seconds and it's it's not that bad and um it's just i i really really enjoyed it i love jean paul Lee's style and i wish he got to choreograph more um, or even got a star more with him doing the choreography because he's really he's got some chops on him he might not be the best actor in the world although he's not bad in this mm. he's not terrible especially because um he's speaking english a lot of the time and english obviously isn't his first language right um but uh yeah that first fight i really really enjoyed and basically when that when that kicks off you know that shit's going down yeah. essentially the the prisoners are free and everyone's they're running loose in the prison yes yes there's they're running rampant um also when they when those bad guys run into the bathroom how did the other cops not see i was wondering that too so after he beats them up and you know he kicks a prisoner out of the bathroom and the other officers they're down the hall and they turn and they see this prisoner get kicked out of the bathroom and then john police steps out so then i'm just like and they're all like surprised and i'm just like how do they not notice him go in? Then? Yeah, I thought maybe it was like around the corner or something, yeah, and he too. was in like when John Paul when he he was gonna come out and like come around the corner. Nope, not the case. They were just literally right down the hall. Yeah, yeah, that's a a small uh, continuity error, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, John Paul he comes out, and a bunch of prisoners run around the corner, and basically we get a the first giant fight ensues. A Lots of fight scene. I loved every use of the nightsticks in in yep. the fights in this film. It was uh, every every bit of it was awesome. We get, in my opinion, what's the best fight scene of the entire film? Yes. Um, firstly, whoever's f- whoever's doing the camera work is phenomenal because the whole thing seems like a one shot it seems like a a one as Mm -hmm. they call them in the industry it's not there are splices and there are cuts but you don't see them very well they're very cleverly hidden but um it's it 
the camera just goes to all these different fighters and it shows them over and over and ever so it'll go to Jean-Paul Lee then I'll go to the the lady cop then I'll go to the other guy then it, it bounces around and the most interesting thing is not everyone fights with the same style right so you've got one guy who's a prison guard and he kind of he sticks with the cops and he's like a like a brawler yeah he's just like a puncher yeah and like puncher he, and he'll he picks like people up picks people up and them. suplexes them or something or, yeah, yeah. And then you've got the um, the guy with long hair, and he's kind of scrappy. Yeah, he's not the best fighter. He's kind of scrappy. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the the girl and the two other cops, Sean Paulie and the other guy who would just admit that that lady. Great. Why is she not in more shit? She's great. She. I. I'll. I'll be honest, and I will say, I honestly think she's better than Gigi Yanin. So. I say that, and I've only seen her in one film, but I would rather watch her fight in Jailbreak than watch G.J. Uh, Yan in, in um, Chocolate, for example. She is so good, and she is like, she looks powerful, and she's throwing elbows, yep. and and it's just really great. She's a hell of a fighter, and I, I know absolutely nothing about her whatsoever. Um, so I, I hope... I hope to see her in the future, although this film was 2017, and I don't think she's done anything since. So this was She's done two films, and this was one of them. Jesus, she's so good in this. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. She's only 31. So she was, what? This was 2017? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. She's so young. Yeah. So she was And like, she's only five foot two. Damn. Yeah, she does look a she's bit a diddy teensy. in this. Yeah. She's a teensy lady. Yeah, she's she's really good. If you like um if you like female fighters and like um uh, like girls with guns films from the eighties and nineties, you might like her because she puts her all into these fights. Yeah. She's she's great. She did great. Um so we get this fantastic fight scene. It's just really, really good. The the camera bounces around, everyone's on top form just beating the shit out of each other. Um, yeah, just I love that fight. If you're not gonna watch this film, um, just YouTube like jailbreak group fight or something along those lines. Um, but you've got everything in that. You've got weapon work. You've got it's just great, mm-hmm. great fight. Um, so after that, we we flash back to. Uh, <laughs> the, is that is that the flashback with Carolyn? Um, with her face and that. the Playboy. There's a bit before that that okay. made no sense. So this there's this other guy who's who's a prisoner that Bolo doesn't seem to like, and for I don't know how he, he pulls out of a, a cell phone, and I don't know whose cell phone it is. But somehow, using that phone, he's able to call Celine Tran. Right. So Why I mean, has he got I mean, her number? So, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. She's a crime boss. Maybe, you know, there's aware of her. And, you know, people, they can, uh, prisoners can get cell phones smuggled in. Are you saying that everyone in Spider-Man and Daredevil has <laughs> Kingpin's number? I don't know. You know, but still, yes, it's a good point. Have you yeah. heard they're doing a new season of Daredevil? They're, you, re- you they're rebooting me. it. You told me. Yeah, it's going to be a complete reboot. You said on HBO, right? No, no, no. Oh, on Disney. Disney Plus. Uh, Disney Plus, okay. Yeah. Um, apparently, they've just said they're going to reboot it, but it's got that same actor in it. Matthew, no, Cox? What is his name? Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. Um, Matt Murdock, he plays Matthew Murdock, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're doing a, qu- com- a, a complete reboot. Cool. So, it should be interesting. I mean, I liked... I mean, I definitely liked the first season. They didn't do enough daredevil stuff. I, I love the, you know, the, the famous fight scenes we all know, like the, the fucking corridor one, the, the one take uh, fight scene. I, I mean, everything's great about Daredevil, but it just it isn't enough daredevil stuff. 
I want him I want him picking up on crazy things even though he's blind and then I want him swinging from the rooftops using his grappling hook and <laughs> swinging around like Spider-Man. Well, I I wonder if they probably would have gotten to it if the if the show had gotten more seasons. I think yeah. the first one just established him like beginning to his, you know, the beginning stages of him becoming Daredevil. You're right, you're right. I think I hope and I he hope. ended up at the end. I mean, he ended up in the suit, but it's just I think if there was going to be more seasons then we probably would have seen more. Yes. Yes. They were establishing the world. True, true. I, I just, I, you know, I, I would like to go as, I'd say uh, I would uh, I would maybe like Daredevil to be a little more like, uh, who's calling you? Oh, wow. It's them again. Right? Devin's been plagued by, by this, this spam caller. By this one particular number. Yeah. Get him a nerves. I would like Daredevil to be a bit more like um, light. I, I like it being dark, but I would like... I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, I love that it's dark and full of bad language and grisly and stuff like that, but I do want to see him spin, uh, uh, swinging in the air like Spider-Man. You know, I do want it to be a bit silly as well. Mm. I don't know. I like the dark. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this guy gets us. Anyway, then there's a flashback. Go on. You can talk about the flashback because it's fuck another ludicrous it's a, moment yeah it's completely useless there's no point in it i i don't know no point no point no point so, nothing happens in it so you know so we see um boss lady um celine what's her face and Tron. um thank you and uh she's in her house or whatever and i guess and she has this like f- there's this flashback of her uh sitting at a table eating with playboy i don't even remember what they talk about i mean there's not they much don't. dialogue they don't talk she they says don't. something or yeah she says one or two things to yeah. him but mainly it's focused on playboy eating and he's eating a bunch of food and it's disgusting <laughs> he's like eating food like very sloppily there's like grease and like sauce on his he's- mouth and then he starts to you know i guess one of her like guards are in the room with her and he starts licking at some piece of food like he's like like trying to eat you know imply you know like like he's trying to go down on this piece of food and he's doing it at this one guard yes. and supposedly i don't know if that look is supposed to meet to be for that she gives him is like oh that's you know yes. i'm into it how i don't know because it was nasty it was just gross and he looked like a, sl- a slovenly mess and i was just like and then he wipes his mouth with a hundred dollar bill <laughs> and i was just like this is the, the whole part. the whole thing is just absurd and useless that you know the bit about wiping his mouth with a 100 dollar bill after you know eating and i was just like this whole scene is stupid and and uh, what's yeah. the point of it and there's everything about it was just just was annoying at one point he's he's holding a full crab in his hand yeah and he's like biting through the shell yeah. of the cra- it's just it's disgusting yeah it's, it's it gross. was insane yeah um and pointless yeah I, I literally said in my notes um i don't know why they made the uh, the playboy character so silly had this movie played things straight it would have been better right um so uh then we got a no from now on it's not really easy to talk about the specifics of what happens because there's just a lot of fights yeah there's just a lot of fights a lot of flip-flopping between you know either like prison uh prisoners and them you know wandering around the prison trying to kill people uh or um uh 
the the police officers they ended up get uh they get split up and so they go separate ways and they have their own separate fights yeah, the, the um, they're, they're following around playboy and he's being chased by the cannibal and cannibal's acting like he's a bloodhound sniffing the air oh wait we'll get to for, that we'll get to that in yeah. a second you, you jump in the gun Sorry. Matt. um we get a, a cool moment where this isn't cool what i'm about to say but the bit after that is cool so the the lady cop um she gets kidnapped and basically some men try to rape her and Jean-Paul Lee comes along, and he gets a machete. Yep. And uh, when he gets a machete, he fucks those dudes up with the machete. And that's one of my favorite moments, because it's one of the few, like, pretty heavily violent moments. Yeah. If you can picture this, he he holds a machete blade behind a guy's head so that the blade is resting against the back of his neck. And then starts punching the guy in the front, in the face. Yep. So, like, his head goes back into the blade, or his neck goes back into the blade. It's awesome. Yeah. And then... It's very cool, actually. There's a moment that actually... It's a rarity, but Devin actually reacted to it audibly. Um, he knocks a guy on the ground, and he drags the machete, like, up his body, mm-hmm. right? And it's... Uh, yeah. It's just great. Um, of course, you've got to ask the question, how the fuck did anyone get a machete in prison? Yeah. But you kind of look over those those kind of little things. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the cannibal gets gets out. Not only does he start sniffing the air, implying that he can smell people, before he starts sniffing the air, he literally rubs his tummy like a hungry cartoon. Yeah. Like, mm-mm, I smell human. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. I fucking hated that moment. Yeah, I did not like the cannibal because at he's, all. Because he's meant to be this scary, like, ominous character. Nothing and about And they him. got him rubbing his tummy and, like, sn- <laughs> I smell, you know, like, fee-fi-fo-fum. Oh, my God, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> You probably picked up on this. Um, they the the cops find a cell phone and they they make a call to the the police chief or whoever. Yeah. But he's in the shower. Yeah. What, did you notice anything about that scene? What did you say anything about that scene? I did. Why not leave a voicemail? Oh, so yeah, I thought about that too. But it but it but it like rang and rang and like there was no voicemail. Oh, maybe like it didn't a, vo- go to a yeah. voicemail. And so I and so that was my thing. I was like, this man is like a for one every cell phone has a voicemail this one just rang and rang and rang and then you know and then they ended up hanging up so i was just like why didn't his phone go to yeah. voicemail what are they implying that's a good and then, point yeah while he's like singing in the shower and yeah i was just like this is well this is silly and then yeah he's a police chief and then also ooh, but also here's my other thing he should have seen that he had a missed call that's true, that's true. Well, he does appear at the end out of nowhere. But then that's only because uh, I think the police station was just like, hey, captain, or whatever his title is. Those police officers oh, yeah. never came back. That's, that's what they said. The yeah. team the team never came back. That's a good point. And that's the only reason why he knew something was up. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a solid joke in it where Jean-Paul Lee gets knocked out and he has a little dream about the lady cop kissing him. Yeah. and the, Or him kissing the lady cop. And then he wakes up, he tries to kiss the lady cop. And she just slaps the shit out of him. Yep. I thought that was the best joke in the entire film. Yeah, I funny. thought that was funny. That made me laugh. Uh, unfortunately, we do get a fight scene with the cannibal. And it's maybe the worst of the film. Or one of the worst of the film. Yeah. He's like he's meant to be this like Jason Voorhees character. And he's, he's literally like biting people's necks. 
Yeah. And it's so silly. It's yeah. so silly. I didn't and like they, it. They could have played this so just much more serious and it would have been better. And I know that most of these characters are obviously extras and Jean-Paul Lee only had six weeks to train them. And if the cannibal was one of those extra or not one of those non-actors, I just don't know why they put him in the film then. Just like just stop have a have a fight with someone else like i don't get some of the choices they made unless that guy is famous and just they just fucked up the choreography i i don't know but it's a it's a very bad fight scene um but after that we get jean paulie fighting a gentleman called laurent plantel who's that i'm just gonna sum him up very easy okay okay, okay. the black guy oh oh duh yeah okay um and it's fucking amazing uh if you're not aware of laurent plancel or laurent plancel uh look him up on instagram i think he goes i think he's law law underscore action i think um and he has worked with jean paul lee on a number of projects and he's amazing he's an incredible fighter and he's a stuntman and he does amazing stuff he's also french and um they probably have the second best fight scene of of the film i think i would agree uh they're both amazing they both got crazy leg work uh, lots of kicks lots of dope moves my only issue is it's over a little too quickly um it doesn't last quite as long as i want uh wanted but uh lauren plantel does do a full drop kick uh, like a wrestling drop yeah, kick on that. John Paul Lee. Um, yeah, it's a really decent fight. It's really, really good. It's just uh, basically um, Laurent Plancel beats the shit out of Jean Paul Lee and continues to beat the shit out of him. And then uh, Jean Paul Lee does that thing where he's like, he stands up and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it one last go. Mm-hmm. And that last go lasts about five seconds. And he beats <laughs> the shit out of Plancel. And it's like, oh, just give me a little more. You know, I wanted a fight scene in this film, I guess because, I, again, we keep bringing up the raid, but I've been so spoiled by the raid, and that fight scene between, um, um, uh, the, the last fight scene, the, the two-on-one, um, I don't know who that other actor is, I know it's uh, Iko Uwais and uh, Yaya, uh, Yaya, why am I understanding that wrong, Yaya Ruhian, but I don't know who the other guy is. But they have just this amazing fight scene at the end of the raid. This, the two-on-one. And it lasts about fucking 15 minutes. And in this film, it just isn't long enough. It, it only lasts like two minutes. And, you know, budgetary... Budgetary? Budgetary <laughs> um, restraints and things like that. I know how that can just change just the entire concept of a film um but i just wish the fight scenes were a little bit longer at times in this one um um i had a note here that just says it's obvious the director had to cast the prince as bolo but they fucked up he's shit (laughs) um he has a bit of action towards the end as well he fights look at the end of this film they have a big um, three on three showdown. It's not three on three. It's kind of one versus one, one versus one, and one versus one. Uh, unfortunately, it's Jean Paul Lee against Bolo, who's shit at fighting. So you don't get to see anything good between them. Then you have the lady cop against Celine Tran, which is fine. It's okay. Yeah. And then they get the best fight, which is um, the other guy whose name I've already forgotten uh, against another random guy but those two were quite good are you talking about dara 
Yes, okay. that's right. Dara Hour against I don't know who the other guy was. Yeah, he me just, neither. One that, of that fight was one okay. Of, one of Bolo's henchmen, yeah, or, or if Bolo's main henchman. That was pretty good. Yes, I like that one, and it lasts a fair a fair length of time. Um, so yeah, kind of at the ending, you do get this kind of climax, but unfortunately, one of the fights is shit, and it just happens to include one of the best fighters in the film, and it just it's just not fun. Oh. By the way, they beat the cannibal, but we're not even going to get into that. <laughs> they put him to sleep. Yeah. Literally, they stab injections. At yeah, the they end up in the infirmary, and they just yeah. have a bunch of, stab him with a bunch of injections. Yeah, that's stupid. I agree. Um, so the last fight is very, like, hot and cold for me. Um, Celine Tran, you know, she, she puts in a lot of effort. I don't know how old she was in this film. I imagine in her 40s. Um, she looks in her 40s. And, um, and it's such just, like adult industry fatigue <laughs> that makes you know everyone says that a lot of those actresses end up looking older than they are mm-hmm. um but she may have been in her 40s and in, in, in this and she, she you know she uses a sword and she puts in effort and she does some empty handwork as well and it's it's cool enough it's cool enough yeah i i thought that looked better than some of her sword work yes her, her empty hand stuff's much better yeah um and do you know what i was surprised in this film no one gets doubled there's not much doubling right. in this film, which is actually really nice to see. Um, I just got confused. Do you know why I just got confused? Why? I had I literally paused in my brain, and my brain went, oh, you've got chocolate mini eggs in the fridge. <laughs> I stopped in the middle of the podcast. If anyone's familiar with uh, mini eggs, chocolate mini eggs, I happen to have bought some he earlier. He Cadbury mini eggs. We were in yeah. the grocery store, and he spotted... Yeah, uh, the mini eggs and I, I bought two little bags and my brain a second ago just literally shut down and went oh mini eggs in the <laughs> fridge um yeah sorry i don't know what's going on there. we're hungry um we are hungry yeah you're absolutely right um and then the ending what are you gonna say can we order food well i just whisper into your microphone if we can order food okay can we order food yeah what do you want Take a look. This is the high quality type I of know. content you're getting through for the uncut. I know. What what restaurant's this? It's Pike Kitchen. Oh, this is a new one, so I don't know what I'm gonna get. Well, that's why I brought up popular. Whoops. Oh dear. Popular yeah. items. What did you order? Uh I'm getting this guy. Chicken cup bap. Oh, okay. I ch- I just typically I just go with what's popular because that means a lot of people get it and a lot of people seem to enjoy it. Okay, I'm just looking now. I'm gonna talk because this could be really really boring. Oh, okay. that looks good actually. I want one of those as well. Anyway, so um, so at the end, so they, and then so Celine Tran she ends up grabbing um, she ends up grabbing Playboy like after her fight with the female cop and she ends up winning uh she ends up beating the the female cop she grabs playboy and they go outside and they imply and it implies that she's gonna she's gonna kill him but she doesn't which is a fuck up because if you do not stay after the credits you assume playboy's dead yeah because they only reveal after the credits and then, are rolling. yeah and that was stupid too that scene was stupid too i would have oh, preferred if the, they'd killed him uh, Basically, what happens is you it's revealed that she hasn't killed him, but he's now painting her nails. Yeah, he's like a manservant. He's like a now. manservant. Yeah. yeah. And then so anyway, so the 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 three cops, the um uh uh Jean Paul Lee. Did you Dar- get yourself a drink? I might get a milk tea, and um and uh 
Dara Ara 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 or fuck. Why can't I say that? It's really hard. Dara Dara Hour. Yeah. And then the late uh the lady cop, they survive, you know, the their captain like shows up at the last minute. Though he only it show he looks like he only shows up with like six or eight cops. You know? Like there's yeah, a there's any. a full on like prison riot and he shows up with like a couple dudes. Yeah, it's it's very strange. You yeah, exactly. There's like three hundred prisoners or seventy five if yeah, the IMDB trivia um is correct. Um yeah, and he turns up with like a handful of people. Right. Um and then basically you get like a like a uh, like a Power Rangers moment at the end <laughs> where all the cops are like, let's go get the bad guys. Yeah. And then and then did you get the, the ending line? Did you catch it? That the, what, what the captain it? says. I'm too old for this. Yeah. Shit. Like, yeah. Like Danny Glover. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, how dare you? Firstly, he stole the line from Danny Glover. Secondly, yep. the guy's about 28. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, how oh, dare you? We skipped over something. Oh, which you have to say because you mentioned it earlier. What? What's the bad line that the cannibal says? That the cannibal says? Yeah, you said there's a really bad line. <laughs> oh, that he the says, cannibal doesn't say it. So the guards are talking oh, about sorry, the yes. cannibal and how he talked about, you know, he'd been in his cell and how he got hungry. So, because uh, um, uh, one of the police officers like tries to kick him in the balls, and so apparently, and the guard says that you know one day he got hungry and ate his own oh, ate his own testicles. Yeah, and I was just like. I, uh, I can I just I can't even I can't even re- reply I, I can't just even want just want to be clear when the guy kicks the cannibal in the balls it goes Dong! like it makes it makes like a metal noise oh yeah that too yeah and then yes they say obviously it doesn't hurt him because he at his own balls yep which is ludicrous <laughs> fucking insanity ludicrous it's I guess I guess it's funny but they don't say it in a funny way like it's not played as a joke it's played as like a deadly serious thing he did ludicrous that's right chris ludicrous uh, gosh darn it what's ludicrous's last name bridges, bridges i think chris yeah. bridges um, yeah i ugh, yeah i wish that character did not exist in this film yeah so my opinion on the film is basically um with its budget i think it does a lot yes there's a lot of repetition uh yes loads of repetition in fact but Absolutely. I, I think for 260 grand it does a lot and i think i would say this if you're interested or intrigued, it's well worth one watch. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's well worth sitting down and just don't expect fucking uh, No Country for Old Men. <laughs> yeah. Don't expect anything serious or, or grim or uh, just... Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sad that I watched it. Yes. Yes. It's a lighthearted silliness. And to be honest, having watched it, I imagine Cyrus wouldn't have liked this very much. <laughs> um, although maybe, maybe. Who knows? Who knows with Cyrus? Who knows what the fuck he likes these days? <laughs> um, so... I did see someone on Twitter the other day. Um, they summarized our podcast. He, he posted a tweet that says, "He said, um, I've worked out the Foo for Thought, uh, Foo, Foo for Thought podcast. Devon and Cyrus hate the films, and Sean tries to um, uh, protect them or <laughs> stick up for them. And uh, that's pretty much right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So give it a watch. It's on Netflix. It's a breezy 90 minutes. It's not long at all. So give it a go if you fancy it. Um, Jean Paul Lee should be a bigger star, but I know that he's still doing major things behind the scenes. So, I mean, you know, he's literally working on the Batman. So, he's he's all right. He's getting a paycheck. You want to do uh, listener questions? Absolutely. All right. I don't think I'm going to have to kind of go through them a little bit because 
I, 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 I don't know. Okay, let's go for the big question. Martial arts film freak asks us the number one question that's plaguing the internet right now. <laughs> I have seen this question on about a thousand YouTube videos. I've seen it discussed on Twitter. It is all over the fucking place. Okay. And I will ask Cyrus it next week if I remember. Do I know next this episode. question? No, but you're about to know. Okay. Um. So, Martial Arts Film Freak says, Firstly, this seems to be the big discussion on the internet currently. Do you think... Ready? Okay. Do you think there are more wheels or more doors in the world? Are there more wheels or more doors? This is a, this is a question plaguing the internet? Absolutely. Everyone has been discussing it. Interesting, interesting, yeah, interesting. There's literally YouTube videos dedicated to it. Really? Yep. That's interesting. Are there more wheels or more doors? Yeah. I'm going to go with more doors. You're going to go for more doors? Yeah. Uh, why? Oh, I don't know. It just, I, it's just thinking about it. I mean, of course, I mean... Hmm. Can I add something additional? Yeah. Uh, Martial Arts Film Freak says, Do you think there are more doors or wheels in the world? And if you say doors, you belong in a Cambodian prison. <laughs> I mean, I know. I mean, obviously, there's not just cars. There's all types of drivable vehicles. We're and even like we're talking bicycles, skateboards. I suppose rollerblades, scooters can fall into that category. Supermarket trolleys. Supermarket trolleys. Oh, suitcases, planes. Uh, Yeah, you're wrong. Same doors. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Because doors, what? Doors are only in buildings, right? Right, but you can have multiple doors in buildings too. You know, doors uh, are in any type. Doors can be in any type of building structure. A shed. Does a garage door count? Yeah, of course. Okay, so the, you can be you can have multiple doors in one building. You can have different types of building structures with a door. All right, think of an office building. Yeah. Right. Think of all the office building. Take one office building. It's a huge office building. Yeah. Right? So what have you got? All the doors to all the offices. Yeah. And then you've got all the elevator doors. Yeah. We didn't think of elevator doors. Uh, how many chairs on wheels do you have in that office? Didn't think of chairs. <laughs> huh. Right? What's the What's the majority? What's the majority of the world saying? I believe it, this is what the whole point is. Oh. It's dividing people. Is it? Okay. Yes. I, a lot of people, I've seen on the, I've watched a few YouTube videos of this and like people go out into the, into the wild and they're like, they ask these people the question and then a lot of people surprisingly go, oh, doors. And then like 10 seconds later, they're like, wait, it could be wheels. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I guess one car can have, has four wheels on them. It also has four doors or two doors. It's a car. That's true. That's true. I've, and yeah, car doors count as well. Yes, they do. I'm still. I still feel like I'm still going to say You're doors. You're sticking with doors. I'm still. I think I'm still going to stick with doors. All right. I'm saying wheels. And then ooh, and say so. If we're talking, if we're talking every single type of door, say you're in a bathroom and they have stalls. Each stall has a door on it. Yeah. So that's even more doors. Mm-hmm. I think I'm still going to stick with doors. All right, Devin's sticking with doors. I'm saying wheels. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Martial Arts Film Freak asks us secondly have you had any weird public bathroom stories wait I was once taking a number two at the gym when the person in the stall next to me put his phone on the ground where I could see it 
and played homemade gay porn. What did he think I was going to do? And he says, I'm allowed to read that on the podcast. Ooh, gross. I don't like that. that I would, don't like that at yeah, all. Yeah, that would... Um, yeah. What? I want to know, like, homemade gay porn? How do you know it's homemade? Was it... Did you see the guy's face and it was the guy in the video? If it was... If or you ma- saw or, the guy... And uh, I was, well, maybe... Maybe... I mean, it didn't... Maybe it could be not necessarily that person's own homemade gay... It could oh, just be... just homemade. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Like, it was clearly in someone's bedroom or in some... Yeah, you know what I mean? If... However, if I would have seen the guy's face and then when he went into the store, he started playing gay porn of him... I, I don't care if it was gay porn or not, even if it was straight porn, it doesn't matter what kind of porn, I would have fucking knocked that guy out. That's fucking, no. I do not want to see that. But it's very, that's a creepy moment. Yeah, it's I a would very not creepy moment. I would not for that. Um, I don't think I have any public, uh, any public bathroom stories. I don't either. I do have one, um, but I think I edited it out of the podcast, so I, I don't think I'm allowed to oh, repeat yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you shouldn't repeat that story. No, there's a, there's a, I, I will, I will. Leave it a mystery. I'll Leave. describe it in a very, very, uh, I basically worked um, in a swimming pool, not in, a, you know what, in a swim, what you call yeah, that? I feel like you shouldn't even go into it, because I feel like if you're gonna, you, you're trying to. No, no, I'm not gonna reveal anything. I used to work in a swimming pool, and I had an I- incident in a public swimming pool bathroom. That's okay. all I'm gonna say. Okay, fine. Oh, here you go. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell a much, uh, a much lighter one. Um, I worked in the same swimming pool. And one of my jobs, unfortunately, was I had to go into the ladies' changing rooms. This isn't really a bathroom. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, in the ladies' changing rooms, there were a series of a series of bathroom stalls, and it was my job to empty out the ladies' tampon bins, uh, sanitary bins. And um, before I went into the changing rooms, I had to always shout, "Is anyone in here?" Because there were showers in there, and yeah. I wasn't allowed to go in. Every single time, without fail, I would go, anyone in there, I'd get no response. I'd walk in, and there'd be a woman in her 60s, in nothing in the shower. Well, of course. I mean, you have to be, you have to shout it loud and multiple times. Although it also got weird as well. Because They're old ladies. They're sometimes, not hear you very And well. by the way, I was like 17 during this job. No, 18 maybe. And sometimes I would shout anyone in there and no one would answer. And I would go in and there would just be a woman. Like, let's say a woman in her 30s. Stark bollock naked. Showering. And she'd just like, come on, come on in. And just let me go about my job. With a massive bush out. <laughs> and some women just didn't give a shit. Yeah. And you do, I don't know what to do in that situation because I'm like, I bet my job would fire me if I continued walking in. Yep. But she's like, come on in, do your job. And I, I, I always would. I'd always go in. Did you? Of course. Oh, you're lucky then you didn't get fired. You should have turned around and like, and just come back later. Spoiler alert. I did get fired from that job. But not for that. No. Went in, hung over, baby. And I was a lifeguard. <laughs> I uh, I graduated from cleaner to lifeguard, and unfortunately, I came. I wasn't even hungover. I was dr- dr- still drunk, and um, yeah, I got fired. Good stuff. Um, so there's one for Cyrus, which I'm not going to mention. Um, right. A mock dot pal. Uh, your question is for Cyrus. I will ask him that next episode. Um, this one's interesting. So Don Justice one nine eight X, I believe you're new 
to the to the podcast or maybe new to asking questions and he says okay so i finally thought of a good question for the show have you ever had good food from a popeyes or waffle house establishment with kind staff my experience is that food gets better the worse they treat me <laughs> my local popeye staff absolutely hate being there roll their eyes at customers and the food slaps as the youth would say <laughs> same deal at waffle house and he says is this a black thing question is for you cyrus and devon I've never frequented a Waffle House, so uh, I, that I do not know. Yeah. Uh, our Popeyes, our local Popeyes, they seem they're they're not unpleasant. They seem very nice, and I still feel like their food is good. Local Popeyes is good, and I will say honestly, uh, Don Justice, I have experienced the opposite. Back when I lived in Chicago, I used to frequent a Popeyes, and it was um um uh. The, the girls that worked in there always, every single time I went in, made fun of my accent all the time and always repeated it with, would you like biscuit? Like that and tried to like copy my accent. Ooh. And But they were lovely. They were lovely in like <laughs> making fun of me and they were always laughing and having a great time. Three of the, there was always three girls and, and always having like the most amount of fun when I was in there and they'd always, always chat with me and their food was bomb and they were nice so i don't think so i don't think i've ever had an experience with like bad service um giving me good food no i don't yeah, think so i don't think we've ever had terrible service i think the only thing that would qualify as ter- as as or the worst uh service is just like when our like our our server like vanished for a while like remember when me you and cyrus when we went to sushi and oh, that lady that like difficult. vanished and you know obviously oh. you know we kind of we take sushi like in stages because you know we order some stuff you know see what we like and then we're like then we you know because sushi it takes a bit before it fills you up so then you know we yeah. order some more and like we wanted to order some more and like she disappeared and we were yeah. sitting there for ages and so we tried to get and it was hard to like try to get someone else i think it finally after a while we finally like got someone else but yeah she like disappeared on us and that sushi was dope though yeah the sushi was delicious but yeah yeah, i think that's the only time we've ever experienced like bad services like our server like disappears on us and doesn't show up for like a while and we're just sitting there but no no one where anyone is out like flat out like rude no not like ignorant people Uh, yeah yeah yeah. we've been lucky in that respect Uh, yeah i believe we have yeah that is a damn good question though (laughs) Um, that's the, something we haven't had in forever, Popeyes. I did mean Cyrus. Oh yeah, that's right. That's Popeyes. right. In your bro time, that I'm not, that I wasn't invited to. Yeah. You guys ordered Popeyes a few weeks ago. Me and Cyrus hung out, and I'm not kidding. I think we ate like eight pieces of chicken each and two sides. We demolished it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, sometimes me and Cyrus just hang out, just eat loads of food. And like, like lunatics. We just chat shit up. So that was Popeye's. You had, uh, what was another one? Taco Bell. Yeah, I can tell you. Actually, I can reveal this story on the podcast. Um, so a while ago, um, before me and Cyrus started hanging out and eating food, me and Cyrus would go and smoke hookah together. We would just hang out at hookah. I've probably told this on the podcast before, yeah. but we used to hang out at hookah and we used to sit there for like three, four hours and just smoke hookah and chat. Um 
So we did this for a, for a while, but um, Cyrus. Firstly, you know, COVID came around and we didn't go to hookah anymore. Secondly, Cyrus uh, has asthma, so he doesn't like smoking all that much. I love hookah. If anyone is in the Rockville area and just wants to hang out with me and smoke some hookah, please let me know. Um, but me and Cyrus, just for fun, decided to record a podcast episode. Nothing to do with Kung Fu movies. Nothing to do with it at all. It was just me and Cyrus chatting, and we recorded it for about three hours. And I can tell you, that will never, ever see the light of day. Ever. Um, we've refused to let you listen to it. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. You've mentioned this before on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, me, me and Cyrus on the podcast occasionally we get a bit saucy and occasionally a, a bit filthy. This conversation, <laughs> my mum would disown me if she ever heard it. Um, I would love to put, I would love to edit it and put a sample up for Patreon. That would be great if I could just take segments out of it. Oh, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll post a little bit on Patreon. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. Because it's three hours long. No one wants a three hours podcast. But it would be fun to like post little little tidbits of it. Okay. Maybe I'll do that. Um, might have to censor some stuff out. But thank you, Don Justice. That was actually a really yes, good question. Thank you. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, Elijah PDX, uh, you actually have a question for Devin and Cyrus. And I would like to ask it next time Cyrus is on. So, sorry. Um, I'll hold off on yours for today. Rama, I will certainly answer yours. Rama, lama, ding dong. And he says, I think this is more specific to me, although you might be able to answer. Okay. Out of the films you've watched, which fights were too short, which were too long, and which were just right? And he says, Jackie versus Ken Lowe in Drunken Master 2 was too short, because I would have gladly watched two hours of that. Although, technically, it was still a good length. Um... I'm trying to go through all the all the uh, films we've we've done, and it's it's pretty tricky. A lot of the times with like crazy like old school shapes kung fu films, I'm never satisfied with how long the final fight scene is, even if that fight scene is like two hours long. Um, uh, one I can think of is um, Five Super Fighters that we did for the podcast. Uh, the last fight scene of that is great length. It's a great length, and it's a fantastic fight scene. But, God, I could have just done with just ten more minutes. That's the one with the corrector of Kung Fu. Right. Yeah. Just could have... Also, Five Element... Uh, not Five Element Ninjas, sorry. That, that, that's, that's, that's great, Five Element Ninjas. Five Deadly Venoms. Um, some of the fight scenes in there, I would definitely prefer to be a bit longer. They're a little too brief um, for me. Even the final fight scene, I don't think, is long enough. Um, fight scenes that are too long. I don't know. This is a tricky question, actually. Let me go back through some of the episodes that we've done. Can you yeah, think of one off the top of your head? Come on now. Of course not. You can't remember what films we've done. Right. Exactly. Uh, Let alone remember details about them. This is a perfect one. The Prodigal Son final fight scene is way too short. Um, what, what happened in that one? Who's that one? Oh, that was uh, Yun, uh, Yun Biao, right? It was literally and, uh, our last episode. That, you know that doesn't matter. That was two weeks ago. I have a hard enough time remembering what I did this past week. Fistful of Vengeance. All the fight scenes were too long because the film should have been one, minutes long, one minute long and it should have just been credits because it was shit. Fist of Legend. 
They're all a solid length. Eastern Condors, uh, that needed a longer finale. I know it's got a bunch of like good fights at the end, but um, Samo Hung versus Yun Wah, yeah, should have been longer. It doesn't really feel like a final fight. It feels like a kind of throwaway fight, and I'm not a big fan of that. Um, we did Hard Target for the podcast. We did. Jesus. <laughs> Forgot about that. Uh, Shanghai Noon, final fight scene in that. It, I mean, they barely have a final fight scene in that. Yeah. So they should definitely... I mean, in the sequel, they have um, Donnie versus Jackie, uh, but they should have had a final fight scene in Shanghai Noon, a proper one. Um, yeah, I'm going back through some of them. Um, I'm trying to find one that's too long, and I'm I'm struggling. Bangkok knockout. Some of those fight scenes should have been shorter. Um, no, I'm honestly, I'm honestly stumped on a lot of them because at the end of the day, the reason, the reason I'm saying this is because, like, when it comes to kung fu, when it comes to classical old school kung fu, it's all too short for me because I want nothing but fight scenes. Warriors two, the final fight scene is like 15 minutes long. I want it to be 25 minutes. I just want more fights for, like, it's just police story. The, the final of finale of police story is like a 20 minute fight scene in a mall where it's just glass smashing everywhere. Right. I want that to be 15 minutes longer. <laughs> it's just, as a Kung Fu cinema fan, I think, like, it's one of those things where you just, you want more and more and more. I don't think you you come across fight scenes that are too long. I think that's such a rarity that, you know, the young master, apparently the Jackie Chan film, the young master, which we haven't done through the, for the podcast, but apparently like the final fight scene in its uncut version is like fucking God knows. There's been, I think someone said 20 minutes long. I want more. I want more and more. Um, I just, I just, are you breathing heavily? Am I? Yeah. Oh, sorry. You sound like Darth Vader. Oh, do I? Yeah. Oh, sorry. You can pull the mic away from your head. My, you... Well, I didn't realize. I didn't realize that I was breathing heavily. Oh, while you're googling, whatever you're googling. I'm not googling. Oh, whatever you're doing. What are you doing? Um. So yeah. So uh, as you heard earlier, me and Sean, we ordered some food, and uh, our our drivers on the way and for some reason they always have trouble finding us oh. so i'm messaging this person and be like hey just to help you out i have provided delivery instructions maybe you should read them because inevitably i get a call don't i mean i'm not gonna don't say, just it. say maybe you i'm should. not gonna say oh. it like that obviously i'm being very polite but oh. i'm just informing them that i have delivery instructions to help them find our building because inevitably i get a call saying that they can't find us and i'm just like i i leave i left very clear i provide very clear fair instructions enough. fair enough because our apartment complex is confusing. I have found a fight scene that I think should have been shorter. Um, yeah, you are breathing heavily down that mic. Damn it, okay. Yeah. Um, I think the finale, final fight of It Man 4 is too long. I think Scott Adkins against Donnie Yen is too long because it's not a good fight. It's, it's pretty shit. And... Uh, I don't think they do enough with it, and I, I think it's a boring fight. Oh, by the way, I watched every single It Man film this week, every single one this week, and um, I ranked them all, uh, but I will probably reveal that next episode because um, we don't really have enough time to talk about it. But yes, I, I revealed them all. But yeah, Rama, I think, as you know, I'm not trying to be pretentious as saying, like, oh, as a Kung Fu cinema fan, um, I'm just, I just always want longer fights. Fuck, I wanted a longer fight from the finale of Hobson Shaw. You know what I mean? It's just 
films I watch, oh, yeah. just action films. Just I always want more. If if Die Hard was three hours long, I'd be content with that. Like I, I don't think I ever get bored of action films unless it's a bad action film. So it's it's even like, like uh, transported the transport. I don't even remember what the final fight in the transporter is. But if you said, do you want it to be longer? I'd probably say hmm. yes. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's only bad action films that I would say need to be shorter. And I think every every fight scene in an action film that I'm satisfied with, I'll typically say it needs to be longer. Okay. Like I the, don't have an answer for that. <laughs> the, the final fight scene in Enter the Dragon is too short. You know, a lot of the fights in Enter the Dragon are too short. Um, yeah, you don't have an answer for that, right? No, I don't. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Uh, Mohair Cam asks us uh, a pretty great question. Uh, would you rather commit a train robbery or a bank heist? Ooh. Um, train, I guess? Why? I have no idea. With a bank heist, I feel like there's more... I mean, I feel like there's more chances of you getting caught in a bank heist. You're on uh, solid ground. You have to go in. Um, you know, the uh, uh, a worker could trip a silent alarm and you could have police coming. Then you have to worry about getting away without being caught. But for some reason, for some reason, I feel like a moving train. You have more opportunities to, to, to get away. In your mind, how are you getting on that moving train? No idea. Oh, in my mind, I'm on a horse, and it's like old-timey, <laughs> and I'm, I'm no on a horse. No idea. Oh, okay. Because if I was on a horse, I think that that proves to be more perilous, because I'm more than likely going to fall off a horse, because I'm not very good on a horse. Um, I'd love to get good on a horse, actually. I haven't ridden a horse since I was like 12 years old. and um, I wouldn't yeah. mind going horseback riding. I haven't done that in years either, though. Yeah. You know, Afterwards, my ass hurt tremendously it's oh. just the saddle was terrible i had a horse i still remember it to this day my horse was called polly polly yeah polly oh yeah no. um i would rather do a bank heist okay i think bank heists are cooler sure i would like Maybe. to i'd like to walk into a bank with a mask on and go everyone on the fucking floor i, do, <laughs> I just like the idea of doing that and just like, brrr, maybe spraying the gun up at the ceiling you know <laughs> i think i'd like to do that so I think it's definitely a bank heist for me um, because, yeah, a, a train a train robbery, I just feel like I'd have to ride a horse. I'd have to get on the train. Then I'd have to get somehow off the train. Well, yeah. I mean, all of it sounds, yeah, a train certainly would be more complicated. But for some reason, I feel like my chances are better of survival or uh, not getting caught. Yeah, I think I think it's the matter of the cool. I think it's a matter of coolness, right? I think doing a bank heist, spraying the machine and brrrt up at the at the ceiling and being like everyone on the floor, everyone on the floor. I think that would be really really cool. But then I think that on a on a train heist, I think there's something cool about riding on a horse, getting onto the train and being like reach for the sky, son of a bitch. I think you know there's cool like old timey stuff that would be decent. I, I can see your point. Yeah. Yeah, my my option has more risk. Yeah, it definitely has more risk. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it was like a fucking Fast and Furious train heist. Oh, yeah. The one that they do. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool, though. Yeah, what, what number's that in? Is that Fast Five? No, that... Oh, that yes, that is five, I think. What's the best Fast and Furious? Jesus. Um... It's, it's, it's either 5, 6, 7, right? Yes. It's one not 4. Of those. 4's no. good, but it's not as good as 5, 6, 7. I don't even remember 4, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I, I, I remember a little bit. I think... Uh, yeah. Oh, here's Because 5 is the first one with The Rock. That's when they're in Brazil, right? 
Yes. yes. That's, and what that's what the big safe. Which is awesome. Six. What happens in six? I don't remember what happens in six. Oh, six were there in London. Is that the one with Jason Statham first popping up and having a fight with no, Vincent D'Onofrio? That might be seven. Six might be with Luke Evans, where where, Le- where they find out Letty's alive. Oh, yeah. I think. Hmm. I don't remember. Um, what would you take? Would you take uh, Fast and Furious 4, 5, 6, 7, or would you take Mission Impossible 3, 4, 5, 6? Mission Impossible. Yeah, that would be the correct answer. Yes. Mission Impossible. So, great. Yeah, so, all right, we got different answers there. Train robbery for, uh, for you, mm-hmm. bank heist for me. Yes. Um, so, let's go for a few more questions. Our food's arrived, and Devin's very uh, anticipating it, to say the least. <laughs> um, actually, uh, uh, K.E. Gaines, 19, I'm going to leave your question until next episode, because I'd like Cyrus to answer that as well. Um Adam underscore O'Connor 003. I will answer your question. I don't think Devin can. He says, I have a question for the podcast. If you're making a movie of the game Ghost of Tsushima, who would be your cast for Jin and his uncle? Mine would be Hiroyuki Sanada for Jin's uncle and for Jin, the actor who played Kenshin in Roroni Kenshin series. I agree with your answer. Right. Okay. She's. She doesn't I don't know, know anything about that. Yeah. You know nothing. But uh, but I'm on board for those two actors. I think the guy from Ghost of Tsushima is. Uh, sorry, the guy from Ruroni Kenshin is too baby faced. I don't think he's rugged enough for Ghost of Tsushima. So, Tsushima. Okay. There we go. I have an answer then. If you steal my answer, I'm going to stone cold stone you. So I still go, I still, though I know nothing about what you're talking about, I still choose Hiroyuki Sonata. Yes. And uh, for uh, whoever. I have a feeling you're going to steal my answer. Oh, really? So whoever this other character is, where Roroni Kenshin guy is too baby-faced, I'll say Simuli. Oh, he's quite baby-faced as well. That's not a bad answer. Although, keep in mind that Simuli, Lou, sorry. Is is, it um, Yeah. Simuli. And he's not Japanese, so there could oh. be some controversy there. Oh. So my opinion is, oh, I'm going to go a bit rugged, and if he can put on a bit more muscle, a bit more weight... Didn't know this was a complete Japanese thing. Yeah. Sorry, okay. it's a samurai uh, video game. Oh, uh, okay. I'm going to go for Andrew Koji. Yes. Yeah, he's a bit rugged, and uh, he's a bit skinny, I think so, but I think he could put some muscle on, and I would like to see Andrew Koji. Then, um, yes, that I agree with. As for Jin's uncle, you've, you've nailed it. Uh, Hiroyuki Sonada should be in every single Japanese thing ever, <laughs> and he's he's fantastic. He's a perfect choice, so I'm not going to argue that. Um, and then... Uh, uh, Finite.Aperion... Aper- I hate your name. Please change it. <laughs> You have the worst Instagram name. Ever. Oh my god, Sean can't pronounce it, so you have to you change, have to it, change now. it. Yeah, please. I'm going to answer one of your questions, but I'm going to leave another one for for next episode because I think me, Cyrus, and Devon would have an interesting discussion about it. He says, "Kung Fu Cinema question: Favorite weapon to see used in a fight scene?" I think I know your answer. What's my answer? Dildo. <laughs> Um, I think your answer is three section staff. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. queen. Yeah, um, mine. It's y- such an interesting. It's such an interesting weapon. It really it's is. It's very versatile. It really, really is. Um, my favorite is. It looks cool when you know when they use it well. Mine used to be three section staff, but weirdly, uh, it, it actually 
falls in, uh, into this film. It's in the film we've just discussed. Oh, the nightstick. I love a tonfa or a nightstick. Okay. I love them. Just yeah, they are cool. They're very versatile, and you can do lots of stuff with them. Mm-hmm. And you can you can hook and spin it and do shit. Yeah. Um, there's great tonfa work in uh, Spiritual Kung Fu, the Jackie Chan film. Uh, he uses some tonfa in that, and it's amazing. Yeah, big fan. If no one knows what tonfa is, it's nightstick. Yeah. Um, I'm a big, big fan of those at the moment. Um, yeah, never been really a huge fan of swords really spears i fucking love spears <laughs> i don't love staffs that much but i love spears but source actually i just um, got odd couple the samo hung and lao Kar wing film i got that on um blu-ray and their sword versus spear fight scenes are the best ever yeah. you're selling that dvd i am selling the dvd <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna plug my ebay on here that would be oh i do have something i want to plug though yeah that has nothing to do with us okay right they've been guests on this show but I implore you, I implore you to do this. If you're not familiar, and, but this is not a sponsorship. They do not pay us in, in slightly. We are just friends of them. Art School Dropouts have just released two episodes of a new web series. And it's called, oh, I'm going to butcher this name a little bit. It's, I think it's called The Adventures of No Budget Zorro. Or it could just be No Budget Zorro. It's one of the two. I think it might be the adventures of No Budget Zorro. Um, or the legend of No Fucking Hell. I'm, <laughs> I'm probably butchering it. It's something of No Budget Zorro, right? And please, please, please go and watch these two episodes. If you like action and you like comedy. Legend of No Budget Zorro. Thank you so much. If you like action and you like comedy, these two episodes are so fucking good um i i love art school dropout stuff i i support them i am a part of their patreon and and i you know i just love everything about their work but these two episodes really did it for me i think the first one uh the first one has more like comedy and action and it's very very funny and the action is fantastic the second one is kind of more action and the action is phenomenal i haven't but watched this yet we'll watch it we'll in a watch minute it, yeah, yeah when we're honestly, done. Okay. I, think, I think you'll enjoy it okay but please 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 if you have the time and, and chance to watch it again they don't they're not paying us nothing like that they're just good friends of ours and i think they just this I don't know. Watch all their work, but this—if you want a taster of of what they can do, go and watch these two videos. They're they're a lot of fun. We will watch them um, when we're done. Yes, so yes, I can we see will. it. But for now, what for, for now? How in North, <laughs> Northern for Ireland? Um, yeah. So everyone who asks questions, I'm very sorry for those. I have to uh, take over to the next episode, but we will answer them. I promise. I promise. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and wrap it up. We've actually gone longer than I thought we would. Um, but we don't go. We haven't gone as long as as long as we typically would with Cyrus, which is cool. <laughs> um, all right, next episode we're well. I'm in two minds, so we can either go. Is the next? Is that going to be the one where our our patrons choose? No, no it's no. going to be after that. The the movie that our patrons patrons are actually going to choose will be our May 1st episode. Oh, okay. So they're going to vote throughout April. Okay. And it's going to be May 1st. Okay. So what we've got on the on the docket for now is uh next episode we're possibly if if we go serious for next episode and do a serious film, we're going to do the final master. So that's possibly what we have to talk about. Is that a Nitman film? It's not. 
okay no what's um, the last one where he was where he was like old it master the finale or the final oh, okay yeah okay oh final, sorry when he's old it's a final fight oh, okay yeah it man the final fight oh, okay this is called the final master gotcha um or we're gonna do shaw brothers and do the kid with the golden arm if if we don't do final master next episode we'll do kid with the golden arm and then do final master afterwards or we'll do final master then kid with the golden arm okay okay i'm sure you'd want to do a short brothers film over a serious one uh i don't know okay if there's plenty of of fighting then the fighting the final master is well known for being very very realistic interesting okay like that's the interesting thing about it it's not very flashy it's very realistic okay yeah i don't mind that i think we'll do the final master actually yes next episode we'll do the final master decision made yes then and we'll that's do, his final answer then we'll do kid with the golden arm then we're gonna have the bonus episode of the batman which may be just on patreon then we're gonna have the patreon voted for movie and we've got a few ideas. I think I'm, I'm not going to say what they're voting on, but we've got a few ideas of what they may vote on. Then we're going to do Samurai Cop on May 15th. That will be with Rama. Rama! We've been putting that off for long enough, and we're definitely going to have him on to discuss Samurai Cop. That one should be fantastic, because that <laughs> film is meant to be hilarious. I've never actually seen it. And then after that, we're going to do the Donnie Yen film, Wuja. So that's taking us all the way up to May 29th. Alrighty. So we've got lots in store. Um, there's other things as well coming to Patreon. Uh, I will be doing an interview or a sit down with Martial Arts Film Freak next week. And we're going to discuss Kung Fu films, our likes, our loves, what we don't like, what we don't love, favorite actors, just a whole bunch of stuff like that. Uh, that will be hitting Patreon early. And then it may be quite some distance down the road where we actually release that one publicly. So, you know, if you are interested, again, the tiers are $3.00. Five dollars, seven dollars. It's not a must. It's not, you know, you don't have to. We still love you either way, and we'll still put out episodes. We're never going to be just a paid for uh, podcast, nothing like that. It's just if you do have a few dollars to spare and you do like what we do, that's awesome. And if, if you're interested in, interested in expanding your kung fu film collection, we just said we're not going to talk about you eBay. You said that. I've got an eBay. He's got an eBay. He's selling some of his DVDs because he's repl- he has uh, newer versions of them on this Blu-ray. This sounds so terrible. I don't Does even want to. Yeah. I don't want to hawk stuff. It, like, might as well say, oh, I've got a fucking chair for sale as well. <laughs> well, no, but also it's like, especially you're putting up some rare stuff. And if people are interested and they have a hard time finding it. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. All right. All right. You can edit that out if you I'm want. I'm not going to edit it out, but just, yes. I am selling if some If anyone's interested. You can find me on eBay under Food for Thought. He wants them to go to good homes. That is true. I do not want just the random people. But I, like, you never know where they're going to go. But some of these like classic films, I'm probably getting into this too deep now, but some of them are classic films and they're DVDs from like the old Dragon Dynasty um, labels and Hong Kong Legends, you know, the classic ones. So, you know, I am selling them fairly cheap just to get rid of them. But I, I would like for them to go to a good home. But, you know. Who knows? If you are interested, hit me up on Instagram. I'll send you the link or I'm food for the on eBay. There you go. That's all. Okay. Let's go and wrap it up. That's great. Let's go and eat our dinner. Sweet. All right. Starving. Thank you very much for listening, Thank everyone. Thank you, everyone. And we will catch you. Uh, on, uh, wait. What are you are doing? You saying, oh, I didn't know if you were going to. Because you remember. <laughs> you, you, you were, No, because I didn't know what you wanted me to say. Because you also, you tend to say, you know, your 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 Instagram stuff. and, and Oh, shit. 
So that's what I thought you were, okay. you were doing. Okay. You wanted me to do that. No, no, no. Okay. I, I goofed oh. there. Uh, I'm on Instagram, foo underscore for underscore thought. Yeah. And I'm also on Twitter, foo for thought pod. On the Twitter. So come and join me on that. And we will catch you. On the flip side. No, that's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad. I usually say next time, but that's, well, that's good. Well, yeah, but I didn't want to do you that. You switched it up. I wanted to switch it up. You put your thang down, flipped it, and reversed it. Oh, shit, I was trying to remember the next line after that. That's the reverse line. You yeah. can't do the next oh, line. Oh, yeah, that is yeah, the next line. It's the, the reverse, reverse one. Yeah. Right. Missy Alia, baby. Yeah. All right, rest in peace. Shut up. <laughs> Don't do that again. <laughs> I will not fall for that shit again. All right, Ass. everyone. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.